Hey there, and welcome to the Good Kind Podcast. At Good Kind, we are all about helping people cultivate the good kind of habits and holiday practices that allow them to engage with God and one another throughout the year. To learn more about us and the products we make, go to www.goodkind.shop and follow us on social media. We hope you enjoy today's episode of the Good Kind Podcast. Well, hello, everybody. This is Chris Papalardo here with the Good Kind Podcast. I'm joined today with Brian Turney. Hey, everyone. It's just the two of us. We're flying flying a little bit solo. I guess flying duo. Du- I don't duo? Know whatever. <laughs> it's head to head. Brian and Chris here. Showdown. Talking. <laughs> Showdown. We are here to establish who is more invested in St. Patrick and St. Patrick's Day. That's that's our topic of discussion. So, a uh, little little level setting before we get rolling on St. Patrick's Day specifically. Um, we touched on this briefly in our our previous podcast, but some people don't have context for Patrick, and so I want to I want to start there. Yeah, uh, Patrick was an actual person a very long time ago. That's a good historical statement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. This person was real, and he lived a very long time ago. You're looking at the fourth or fifth century AD. Yep, three eighty nine to four sixty one is what I have. Yes, this is this is what the web tells me. There's some that's uh, with ancient dates like this. There's some fuzziness, so sure. it might have been slightly earlier, slightly later. But you're looking in that range. And uh, this is the fun fact that most people don't know: Patrick was not Irish. Uh, he was English, and around when he was 16, he was sailing and got kidnapped by some pirates, Irish pirates, brought back to Ireland, and was a servant or a slave there for about six years. He escaped, was able to go back to England, where he became a Christian and, and came up uh, pastoring a local area there until he had a vision telling him to go back to the people who had kidnapped him and to bring the gospel to the the island of Ireland. And I think this is kind of remarkable for someone who had been enslaved there. He said, yes, he, he obeyed the call. He went back and spent the rest of his life in Ireland telling people about Jesus. And according to history, he is the one to bring the, the Christian message to the island. So he's been celebrated there ever since. St. Patrick's Day is, came much, probably more than a thousand years later. They picked him up and as a, an official day, but he's been kind of venerated there as a saint for centuries and centuries. So that's our guy, Patrick. And uh, the 17th, March 17th is chosen as the date of his death. We're not entirely certain of that, but it, that's what mm-hmm. it commemorates. So that's our guy, Patrick. Brian, you have other, other thoughts to add there? Any? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's or... such an interesting story and you know just so powerful about grace and reconciliation and all that kind of stuff like the power of like the gospel changing someone's life to go back to the country that enslaved him um it's kind of an interesting flip on um some like other mainstream holidays you know we think about like christmas and easter kind of started pagan and then christians sort of like turned it into a more spiritual and like holy day right this is sort of the opposite where St. Patrick, at least in the U.S., has become this day of debauchery and mm-hmm. excessive drinking and kind of ridiculousness. Um, 
<laughs> and so it, yes. it's it's kind of a it's an interesting thing to kind of fight to sort of reclaim a little bit of hey this is like a, a really like cool guy that like pe more people should know about i feel like so what's the what's the christian way of reclaiming patrick maybe start by not getting like sloppy drunk <laughs> yeah that, that's a good start um and you know i don't want to definitely don't want to be that dude that's like don't wear green don't pinch people don't you know don't i'm sporting <laughs> the green i'm wearing green <laughs> you are yeah yeah um and so it's like i i you know how do you like infuse some meaning into uh kind of a cool church holiday i think you know and, I, and a lot of it too i mean it ties into maybe protestantism and evangelicalism and kind of our dismissal of some of like early church history stuff right. that you know right. that we tend to kind of shy away from or stiff arm a little bit but uh i don't know i think there's there's something to be said about connecting with kind of our church forefathers and, and seeing the ways that uh the gospel has moved in and through people over time you know and so this is one of those guys that i think is worth worth a study and worth remembering and celebrating in in you know our, our church rhythms and, and calendar yeah i i am trying to rack my brain i don't think i've ever experienced it like an overtly christian version of saint patrick's day right like, it's never been mentioned in church May, maybe if it happened to fall on a sunday somebody mentioned yeah. wearing green but like it's kind of interesting to think what it would look like to to bring this back into historic christian rhythms yeah and i think like so i am uh according to ancestry i am 43 percent irish <laughs> so okay. i did the dna test uh a couple years ago um, what are the other 57 percent? i've got a little bit of uh, 18 percent scottish uh okay. 24 percent england and northwestern europe which i don't know you know what that means and what's then northwest europe like scandinavia is that what that means or no like no, German, I think it's Ireland, <laughs> Wales. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> okay, and then it's a little bit of Swedish and then Danish. Um, so okay. Anyway, uh, so I, I, my family, my grandmother, um, was a very faithful Irish Catholic, uh, who loved Jesus, and um, she, I think, had a, a direct connection to kind of her Irish ancestors, and so I, I grew up. I think with a little bit more maybe emphasis on kind of the Irish part of my family. But I do feel like this is something that you don't have to be Irish to necessarily like commemorate and celebrate, um, you know, as a Christian. So anyway, I think uh, th this, this is a holiday that means a lot to me. Uh, and that's something I've tried to incorporate into my family's rhythm. So, um, you know, one of the things we did growing up was kind of the cabbage and corned beef Um steamed potatoes and Irish soda bread uh, meal that was kind of part of my childhood. And we've, we've tried to replicate that with our kids a little bit. And um, yeah, do they like, it's, do they, like they, it? they do okay with it. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. not, it's not a great food. It's, it's I think not it's kid good. friendly. The soda bread is good. I could soda see them bread going for the soda so bread. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Little, some raisins in there. Um, sprouts makes a really good Irish soda bread. If anyone has a sprouts nearby, but um, we do. Yeah yeah uh so they they can get into it once you know once a year we're not asking too much i feel like eat some corned beef um, i like corned beef I, but i i probably did not like corned beef when i was seven 
right? <laughs> right, right. Um, so yeah, we've we've done that. It, like I think having a meal like that is special. And then um, actually the the book uh, it's called Common Prayer. It's not the book of Common Prayer, but it's a liturgy for ordinary radicals. Shane Claiborne was a part of putting that together, um, and it kind of has a daily liturgy that you can go through. And they have a they have one on March seventeenth for Saint Patrick, and uh, he's got this famous prayer. Uh, you know, Christ before me, Christ behind me, all this kind of stuff. And so I think just taking some time to pray that prayer and just kind of yeah. remember, um, kind of you just kind of share with your with your kids who this guy was and how Jesus used him to, you know, further his kingdom. Um, I think it's kind of a cool little rhythm that you can kind of incorporate pretty easily. How would you do to give me make that real practical? Would you do this like before dinner? Break out yeah. the book and say, Hey kids, we're, I'm just gonna read this. It's what yeah. it takes 90 seconds less. Yeah, the cool thing about these this this book specifically, and I'm sure there's other resources that are really helpful. So it kind of starts with a little bio of, of St. Patrick. And so similar to kind of what you read, Chris, yeah. um, kind of helps kind of center people in terms of like, okay, who's this guy? And then it Situate kind of walks him. through a, a liturgy and, and it's call and response. And so you can kind of pass the book around and people can kind of read the leader part and the, the kind of the whole family part. Um, and then it ends with that that prayer. Christ be with me, Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ in the heart of everyone who thinks of me, Christ in the mouth of everyone who speaks to me, Christ in every eye that sees me, Christ in every ear that hears me. Um, and so it kind of just wraps with that. And so just feels like a cool, cool way to to kind of nod to him and and like see that he leaves behind. Yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, that's his most famous prayer. I'm, I'm sure we could find that text even if you don't have the book you could find that text online somewhere to absolutely kind of pull that and read it to your to your kids um i'm gonna pivot here are you ready for a hard pivot? yeah do so it so pa patrick was known for uh, a few things i want to get your hot takes on whether or not they were good okay okay i don't know if he ate corned beef i can't attest to this <laughs> right. uh we do know historically he's held he's the images of him have a shamrock like a clover in his hand, because he's explaining to the people of Ireland that God is not, there are not many gods, like they were believing in, but there's one God and he has three mm -hmm. persons and it's three in one. He used the clover or the shamrock to kind of illustrate that. Patrick gets a lot of heat for that today. Like he didn't understand the Trinity. What are your thoughts? Was he, was he winning? Was he contextualizing well? Does anybody understand the Trinity? I mean, <laughs> uh, it is a complex thing. I think it's a, uh... I think it's helpful. I like it. Okay. I like, I'm a big fan of visual cues and, you know, imagery and physical, like metaphor type stuff. So I think it's helpful. There you go. So he picked up the ground. He said, look, here's three things that are really one thing. Yeah. And that's why Ireland is Catholic today. <laughs> <laughs> he nailed it. All right. Here's another. Uh, traditionally, this was, this was less, let me say less attested. Patrick is the reason there are no snakes in Ireland. He drove uh, yeah. all the snakes I off the island. Yeah, I knew there was something about this. Yeah. What do you think is hold water? I don't. I don't know if that's true. Um, I think maybe it's, it's it's true that there are no there are not snakes native to Ireland today. I think that part is is, is it verified. Okay. I think so. The question is, did Patrick do this sixteen hundred years ago? Hmm. I mean, God can, all things are possible with him. You know, it's like, <laughs> who am I 
to judge what God is capable of doing in and through people. I think I think there's there could be some validity there, but who knows? Or maybe it's like a charitable. Yeah, maybe it's like allegorical, you know, like I think it's probably how it started, right? Yeah. Snake, snake crusher getting rid of the, the dominion yeah. of darkness and Satan. Uh -huh. And then the Irish people are like, well, just look around. Do you see any snakes here? No snakes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's good. It's, it's far enough back we can't say that he didn't do it. So we'll give him the credit. Um, so I've got a question for you. All right. So, I'm ready. All right, what is your heritage? Have you done any DNA work or stuff. any of that stuff yet? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't done the DNA one. My wife did Ancestry, right? Ancestry.com where you can yeah. kinda, you pay the subscription Same and you find and, a lot of yeah. these documents. She did this. And so she had a similar heritage to yours, which was a lot of uh, Scottish and Irish. Yeah. A little bit of mainland Europe as well. But because I'm her family member, she was able to like kind of hop over and track up my side a little bit because she was curious. And my mom's side has a lot of the waspy. They've been in the States a long time, but mm -hmm. English, uh, German, that kind of thing. But my dad's family, they're second generation Italian, which I, I find very interesting and is a heritage. Yeah. Died. That's an identity marker I accept or like yeah. forward most often. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm Italian American. Um, so which is Italians and Irish, there's some, there's some like affinity there, right. In terms of like a, uh, uh, how do you put it? Like a strong ethnic identity. Yeah. Uh, even with a long legacy in the U S it's like, oh, you're American, but you know, you're very much Italian too. Yeah. But we don't get a day. We don't have a Saint, you know, Saint Giovanni or, you know, I mean, I, I think you had Christopher Columbus Day, but I don't want it. I, that's <laughs> that wasn't like a day where everybody was like, "Oh, how cool is it to be it's Italian?" True, it's true. You know, that was more like, "Remember this guy, 1492." Yeah, when uh, I growing up in Chicago, there's a large Polish population. Um, okay, and they we had off of school for Casimir Pulaski Day. That's uh, who cool. Was a, a Polish guy. I don't, I, I'm going to botch. I think he helped in the Revolutionary War. He kind of came over, okay. fought with the Americans against the British. Um, I could be way off on that, but I think that's what it is. But <laughs> we'll go I was, I was like, no, there was like, no, I don't that's know really any other part of the country that celebrates it. But yeah, it was like, I think it's in March as well, actually. But um, check that out. yeah, we, we would always get that one off of school because I think, uh, yeah, ran <laughs> random European facts here. Uh, yes. Chicago has like the largest Polish population outside of like concentrated outside of like Warsaw, Poland. So that's nuts. Interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. What do you think? I, I am curious, like, because I I I feel like I've traditionally been sort of a hater on like the ancestry mm. stuff until I actually did it. And I, I've found like a great benefit in and curiosity in reconnecting with that kind of part of me of like mm -hmm. this identity and incest ancestry um and even a desire like I, i've never been to ireland but i would love yeah love to go now um and just kind of like experience like oh my my people are are from here and so I, i'm curious like as you think about like our identities and our formation 
um, as people? Like, do you feel like that's an important piece? Like, is that something that you care about uh, yourself? And how should we think about that? Yeah, that's a good question. I I used to have a like a hyper spiritual answer to this, which I think was actually a very bad answer. Huh. Um, so, I mean, if you were to go maybe 10 years back, I would say, well, it doesn't really matter because your identity is in Jesus and that should yeah. be the only thing that matters. Uh, but now I realize that that's actually just, that's probably more of like a, like an American rootless ethos than it was like a Christian one, just, you know, that you can make yourself whatever you want to be. That was probably yeah. a little bit more what was going on in my head, which I don't think is super healthy. And so now I recognize like you're saying there is, you know, I want, I want to push against it because I like being my own person and I'm unique. <laughs> Sure, sure. And Ancestry.com is super popular. Therefore, I should, <laughs> you know, I want to yeah. zig when others zag. But I think the rise of popularity, actually, th there's a reason people are curious. And I think it's tapping into something valuable, which is our histories do a lot to shape us. And especially for folks in the United States, for many of us, that's unknown. For white Americans, it can yeah. blend in. It's like, well, I don't have an ethnicity. I don't have a culture, right. which isn't the case. So I think it's healthy to look back and say, all right, okay, so what is it? Where am I coming from? Uh, and, then, and then on the other side, experientially, I didn't think I cared. Uh, and then in 2009, I went on uh, a trip to Tuscany in Italy. Mm. And uh, everyone there looked like me. Yeah. Like more than usual. Huh. And uh I chatted with a guy uh, and I told him my, my last name, Papalardo. And I'm used to saying it like a few times. <laughs> and uh, he was like, yeah, and he and immediately he recognized the name because he had known a bunch of Papalardos. And nice. I'm like, oh, oh, I don't know. It, there was a, a familiarity to it where I was like, this is this is neat. I, I didn't get the sense like I'm home now. Right. Sure. This is this explains everything about me. <laughs> right. Right. But it was kind of like, you know, like it's when you you meet your uh, your wife's family or somebody you know really well. When you end up meeting their parents or their brothers or whatever, you're like, ah, yeah, I get, I see a little bit more of you now. That's kind of how it is with your heritage. Like, oh, yeah, I, the, the picture's just kind of getting painted in a little bit. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of value. That's really cool. Yeah, I love that. I think. Yeah, I think what you you mentioned. I feel like I know just enough to be dangerous with this, but the that concept <laughs> of of whiteness, uh, yeah. particularly in America, and uh, just kind of this losing our kind of ethnic identities and stuff like that for the sake of, you know, I know there's a lot of written about like consolidation of power and kind of like a white privilege, all this kind of stuff, like the the idea of like if we can kind of stick together against the other people who don't look like us, then right. like my Irishness, which used to be discriminated against because we were poor potato farmers coming to America, mm -hmm. trying to just like survive a famine. Like I can be, I could be better because, you know, I'm not them or whatever. And so I don't know, there's, there's a lot wrapped up in that. And again, I feel like I'm not <laughs> educated or smart enough to really like do this without offending a lot of people. But um I, I I didn't like being curious about where we've come from and like the things that our families have been through and um, that shared history. I feel like it it is a really important piece of like understanding who we are today and like and I, I think appreciating like what we have and and mm -hmm. those things like that and some of these 
traditions like St. Patrick's Day are just cool, cool ways to also share that with our kids too in the next generation and, and have something to pass on to them, um, especially particularly when it's united with uh with our faith and 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 what Jesus has done too, you know. Right. Yeah. You're right. That taps into a lot. You kind of you you just uh, laid out several cans of worms and tried to yeah. open a few of them. Yeah, sorry. And I just left them there. <laughs> yeah. No, but I think I, I think to 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 put a point to what you're saying. <clears throat> Uh, our our histories. I was reading uh, James K. A. Smith's most recent book. What is it? How to inhabit time. Mm-hmm. He says it's important to look at our past, our history, because it, it's not just the past informs where we come from, but he uses the imagery of like a a bucket, or this is something we carry. Our histories mm. are something we carry within us, whether we know it or not. And so you could do the deep dive into what it what it means to be white and how you can get in that category and the us versus them ethnic strife. But the, the key principle that I, I do want to, I think we could, we should all agree on is our histories are things we carry into our present moment. Yeah. And if you know more of that, you can be more faithfully situated where you are. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I also, it brings to mind, this is another random, uh, side tangent thing but i I think about uh our connection with those that have passed and the people Mm -hmm. before us i feel like there's a lot you know and and this probably ties into um minimizing pain and discomfort and all this kind of stuff but uh particularly when you don't live you know around cemeteries anymore uh i feel like that was the thing where you know your family is all buried in one place and you know you you're not moving very far but this like disconnection from those that have died um uh is is really interesting too um and i think about like coco and the, yeah. the de los muertos and um that the the mexican celebration of you know people that have passed and i i, I like i get really jealous of that too like i think it's such a cool just rhythm to remember those that have gone before yeah. us and like how they've impacted us today and that kind of stuff and there's sort of like some tangential threads, I think, there and in, in all of that as well. Just the the idea of like, particularly in modernity, we we push forward and you know often right. don't take the time to look back um, and see how that past is is with us today and and shapes who we are in our experience now. Sweet, I like that a lot. All right, well let's let's end there. Looking back, Ireland, St. Patrick's Day, something in this world. What what's something you're gonna do with your family? To, to help make that link backwards. So you go and then I'll, I'll offer mine. Okay. Um, I think, yeah, just like I said, just uh, try to carry on the tradition of my grandmother um, and cooking some corned beef and cabbage and uh, getting some Irish soda bread, sharing a meal and just having intentional conversation and a time of prayer together around who St. Patrick was and uh, yeah, how we can kind of follow his example. I love it. I this is from the hip here, so you'll have to ask me how that goes. I'm going to try your the Patrick's prayer, so I'll get a copy of that book uh, yeah. and read that to my my kids. And I'm going to try out the clover, see if it helps them, <laughs> if it's illuminating. I say, look, cool. here's something that Patrick talked about to explain God. What do you guys think? So, because I'll get a, I'll get good honest feedback from Lottie and Teddy. The theological that. critics. <laughs>
yeah, that's great. Sweet. Well, right. that's it for us. Everybody wear green or Clayton wear is going to come and pinch you. And uh, from all of us to all of you, happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Good Kind Podcast. We hope you leave feeling more equipped to engage with God and one another in your habits and holiday practices. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, like, and comment. We're excited to share more content with you soon. Don't forget, you can find us online at www.goodkind.shop. Thanks for listening and see you next time on the Good Kind Podcast.